With LinkedIn Jobs, we tap into a network of more than a billion professionals to help you find quality professionals quickly and easily for any role you need. Marketing wizards? Found them. Software engineers? Found. That project manager I could never seem to hire? And found. LinkedIn Jobs quickly matches your roles with candidates with the right skills and experience. In fact, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Post your first job for free and get started at linkedin.com slash spoken. That's linkedin.com slash spoken. Terms and conditions apply. The following program contains names, places, and events that have been anonymized or fictionalized for the purposes of protection and safety. The following program is provided for entertainment purposes only, and any commentary from the hosts are strictly conjecture and should not be held as making any definitive statements about the truth or identity of any particular individuals or circumstances. If you or a loved one are involved in an abusive relationship, please call the National Domestic Violence Hotline at 1-800-799-7233 for support. Happy New Year! Wow, you're good at that. I know, it's all my party days. Hello, Hannah. Hello, dating detectives. Welcome to 2024, our first episode of the year. A Mackenzie undercover, of course, because we need some Mackenzie stories to kick off the year. You guys, this one, I know I say every episode's a doozy because it is, but this episode's a doozy. (laughs) She's already been warning us. She's like, this one's a lot. It's like, get ready. Like, I just went to the bathroom to make sure I was really focused. Yeah, and Hannah's not like, distracted. hold on, let me go pee. So she puts out her headphones. She's like, okay, I gotta go pee. She comes back. Right like, back. It's, yeah, so there's, I guess that's the only real intro we have to this is that just freaking take a seat, okay? And get ready for the freaking ride. <laughs> Pour some tea. Hannah's gonna have probably, when I do these Mackenzie undercover stories, like Hannah has never heard the story. So it's Hannah's first time hearing it. And so she's going to have some legit questions. And she usually channels questions that she knows you guys will ask, but I'm dying to know what questions everyone has after this. And I can't wait. Do you just, do you want me to get into it, Hannah? I'm, yeah, you're teasing me. I'm ready. Let's go. Let's <laughs> That's- go. Let's get into it. Okay. (laughs) I don't even know where to start. So I have to set up the story. Okay. So let me set this up for you. So I get a call from a woman. That's how my stories always start. I get a call from someone. So she has had a short relationship with a man. And by short, I mean like just a couple of months, right? Like let's say six to, I think she said six or eight months. Like it it was under a year. It wasn't very long. Okay. So, and I, is that, that's kind of short, right? Well, for, for some people, I mean, compared to like a long-term marriage. Yeah. (laughs) I guess it depends on who you are. So she has a relationship with a guy and it ended, it ended up with her pregnant and the relationship ended while she was pregnant before the baby was born. Okay. (gasps) She tells him that she's pregnant, but he doesn't immediately ghost, but he does after a short time, he ends up ghosting her. Okay. He books. So it. okay. He's imagine not, he's not into that. Yeah. So they're, they're in a relationship. She ends up telling him that she's pregnant. He stays for a little bit. She said he even seemed a little bit excited, but then he decides to leave, right? He ghosts like just 
he's like, I don't want this anymore. I guess like he just, she's like, he just one day was just not there anymore and didn't want to talk to me. Very unoriginal. So the relationship was over. Well, she didn't necessarily associate him leaving with her being pregnant because she's like, he seemed fine with it. Like he didn't seem like overly excited, but he was fine. So she comes to me and she decides that she wants the dad and the kid's life. And so she wants to go after him for child support. So this is where I come in. She says, he's gone. He's left. He's completely ghosted, ended the relationship. I want to find him because now I have this baby, but I would like to get child support from him. And I would like him to, you know, be a part of this kid's life. Like this kid's, this kid deserves to know the dad. His dad. And how long after he ghosts does she come to you? Like, is the child a very newborn or? Yeah. So the baby's like six months old by this time. So she decides after the baby's like six months old or so that she's going to go after him for child support, calls me and says, hey, this guy has ghosted me, but I can't find him at the address where I know that he lives because like I've been there. I have visited him there. I know that he lives there, but I can't seem to find him. So can you help me find out where he lives so that I can have him served with child support? Okay. So now she wants to get child support from him. And I think that she's not someone who doesn't have a lot of money. Like she has her own money in her own right. Right. So like she's doing pretty well, but I think she wants to establish child support so she can establish the relationship. So she wants to legally tie the dad to the kid so that you, so she can establish this relationship. Okay. Okay. So she decides she's going to go after him for child support. So she tries to serve him the address that she knows he lives at. He's no longer there, according to the process server who already tried to have him served. So she already tried to serve him. The process server said he doesn't live there. You know, I don't know where he is. You'll have to give me another address. Okay. So now she doesn't know where he's at. She hires me. All she wants to do is have him serve. That's all she cares about. Nothing more, nothing less. Okay. Sure. So I start my job and I start looking for this guy. Okay. But he is a complete ghost. I cannot find like, there's no finding him anywhere. Okay. I can tell Uh, that he's uh using aliases, like different versions of his own name, because as a private investigator, I have access to what's called a comprehensive report. Okay. So the comprehensive report basically shows the name, the social security number, the date of birth, the address, all the vehicles, all the properties, basically a little bit of everything on this person, right? And but having you, you've told us before, it also pulls up like any email address that's been tied to your identities, phone number. Correct. I assume it does like addresses. Yeah. And so like, it'll pull, like, let's say it'll pull five different phone numbers. If you've, however many phone numbers you've had, and it'll show you a percentage, like the, like, this is a 98% chance. This is a good phone number. And then as you go down the list, it's like, this is a 40% chance. So as you go down the list, there's a less chance of it being their phone number or whatever. So his comp report, we call it this comprehensive report. It's called a comp report in the industry. His comp report is all over the place. And I could not nail down an entire name, like first, middle, and last. That was associated with one particular address or one social security number, like any other normal human being. So it was just like all these weird, this could be him, but it could also be another person. Hmm. And it also pulled up arrest records of someone with a similar name that like wasn't him in the picture because it shows pictures on the comp reports too. Interesting. 
I want to know what his name was to see if it was a common name, but I know you can't tell. Yeah. Us. So yeah, it, it was a pretty common name, which also made it pretty Doesn't difficult, help. right? Yeah. So I couldn't nail him down on the comp report. So I'm feeling really stuck. Okay. So I am like, I'm hitting dead end and I'm really good at finding people, but because his name was so common and because I couldn't pin him down and the job that this guy does kind of allows him to like the knowledge to just kind of like not really put himself out there. Like he has the knowledge to kind of get around some of these things. Right. So wait, I have a, I know you can't tell me exactly. Is it legal? He's in the legal field. So like he knows how to get oh. around some of the stuff. Okay. Okay. So I'm totally stuck hitting dead ends. So what I did was I'm like, okay, plan B. So I asked my client, I said, do you know of any places that he goes to often? Because if I need to serve this man, if I need to serve him with legal papers, right? I need to give them an address. Mm -hmm. And one way that we can get the address is go to where we know he's going to be and follow him home. That's a tactic that we use. I do surveillance. Oh, like that's one thing that you can do is like, oh, I know where he works. So we'll follow him home or I know where he frequents. So I'll follow him home. Well, can't she you serve said, someone? Do you have to serve somebody in their home or can you, you can just serve them anywhere too. Right. But I guess it's hard. to No, know. you can serve them anywhere they are in public. So I'm stuck. I asked if she knew of any places where he frequented so that I could post up and do surveillance and watch him. You guys, surveillance is my jam. So like I'm really good at finding people, but I'm also really good at surveillance. OK, so I decide let's find somewhere where we know he's going to be. She knows where he works, but he's not always in the office. So and where the building yeah, that I was he worked in. thinking that initially, I was like, why didn't she go to his work to try to find him? So where he works is not a building that's like super accessible no, to just like walk in all willy nilly. <laughs> so it's just not somewhere you can just like go in and post up and then watch and see where he goes. So she tells me, she says, well, I know that he has a grandfather in a nursing home that he goes to several times a week. Oh so, boy. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, let's go to the nursing home. Little did I know this was going to be a whole nother task. <laughs> okay. Oh my gosh. Mackenzie so, like starts living in a nursing home and realizes she likes it and just <laughs> decides to retire early. I have spent time in my my grandpa's nursing home and it is paradise. Everyone, okay. first of all, Most thinks of you're them a model. Are. Yeah, there's so every everybody was like, you are so beautiful. I was like, well, yeah, I'm 50 years younger than everyone here. Thank you so much. Say that again. Like, <laughs> Your skin is so lovely. It was it boosted my self esteem, and also they just like play games and and talk about you know wars of past. Like, it's just delight. It's like just kind of cute. Anyway, totally I'm a delightful. big big. I won trivia. They did a Broadway well, category, and did. I. <laughs> I schooled those punks. Okay, continue. I want to hear about your experience. <laughs> so I go to this nursing home and what she failed to tell me was that this nursing home is giant. Like oh, it's its no. own community. Okay. So just so you know, if I go, like, let's say you tell me, oh, this guy works at the Circle K. I can sit in the parking lot across the street, watch and see where he goes when he leaves, watch his car and I can just follow him out. Right. Mm -hmm. This nursing home is like, it's like its own community. It is huge. Okay. So 
There are several ways in and out. The parking lot surrounds the building. There's a couple of lakes. Like this place is huge. Okay. So I'm really having a hard time. And I'm like, I, I would need like, because of the number of entrances to this place, I would need like five private investigators to sit and watch for hours and hours and hours on end. And that's going to be pricey. So we're looking at $20,000. Okay. Just to oh sit. Like the, the amount yeah. of time that I would have to sit, the amount of eyes I would have to have. So and not even guaranteeing and anything. not even guaranteeing seeing this guy. So it's really unrealistic. It's not it's not a realistic solution to the problem, right? <laughs> so I do what I do. I go undercover. <laughs> Woo! Yes. Like an episode so, of That's So Raven. Remember that? I show? know exactly. <laughs> so this is what happened. <laughs> I go to Walmart and I pick up scrubs. <laughs> Oh, okay. I, I recognize what the workers are wearing. You can see who's going in and out with lunch boxes and who's wearing name badges. So I'm like, all right. So I see the colors that they're wearing and I decide to go to Walmart. I pick up some scrubs that are similar, pants and a top, and I decide to go undercover. Now, first of all, let's talk about the scrubs. I don't know how y'all medical professionals wear scrubs because that is the most uncomfortable thing. Like there's no stretch. <laughs> I don't understand how everybody's like, oh, I love scrubs. I they have some bougie like, scrubs out there. I think now they have some really fashion are. forward scrubs. They're, but they're not stretchy. Like they were not comfortable. And I was like, maybe this is just like something you have to get used to. I'm not sure. But they are not soft and like never again. Like maybe I got boom, boom scrubs. I don't know. Okay, whatever. <laughs> the Walmart so, scrubs get a one star from McKenzie. <laughs> I guess. Like, I don't know. Is there like a special place y'all buy scrubs that are comfortable? Anyways. So I end up putting on these uncomfortable scrubs and I walk inside the building carrying my little cooler bag that I bring with me every day, like my little lunchbox, okay? And I go inside the building with a lanyard with no, like I just put my driver's license in it, like to make it look like I had a, a like an ID inside of it. Oh. And I looked like everyone else. Like I just walked right in. That scares <laughs> me a little bit. I don't know. So, I mean, I... You're a good person, but anyone can just just put on some scrubs and walk into a nursing home and let me make this clear to all of you. I did not break any rules. There were no no, no trespassing signs. No one stopped me. I did not break through any gates. I did not break any windows, break into the building. Like you're just a guest. I literally walked inside. They assumed that I worked there because of the outfit that I was wearing. I did what I had to do. Like no, I just I think into it's place. smart. It's just so interesting that we don't pay attention. There were nobody. So I go inside the building. I decide I'm going to do a little bit of recon. I got to find out where this guy's room is. And this building is giant. Okay. Massive. I walk in past the front desk and the pe the women there just like looked up from what they were doing waved at me all willy-nilly, smiled at me <laughs> and said like, have a nice day. So now I'm walking around this place. It's like its own small town. It's like being, I don't know if you've ever been on a cruise ship, but it's like oh, giant. Okay. That's Huge. hilarious. Yes. Totally. Okay. So there's like the little bitty restaurants and cafes. There's like a whole bunch. There's like a gift shop, like all the whatever. Okay. So I walk in and I'm looking for this. I, I'm doing complete recon. I got to find this guy's room. I finally find this person's room. I, she had given me his name. And on the door, it says the two people's names that live in that room. Okay. Fabulous. So I find his name. I knew the room number. And so by this point, now I'm like, okay, now I know where this guy's going to go if he comes in. 
so there's, and also, by the way, there's other people wearing scrubs that are just like waving at me and just like saying hi. They're not paying me any attention as I pass them in the I hallway. Like, I bet they're kind of like, you know, that thing where you see someone and they know you and you're like, shoot, I don't know their name. I'm such yeah. a bad person. They're <laughs> yeah. probably like all they questioning, were probably so like, uncomfortable. oh my God, I'm so awful. I didn't remember who that girl is. But also like, if you walk into a place, like you own it, like you belong there, no one's going to question you. It's when yeah. you're like, hi, like it's when you, when they, when you, when they can tell you um, don't belong, it's because of your confidence. Like if you walk into a room, like with your head up, like, Hey, I belong here. They just assume you do because they would feel silly asking you, like, do you belong here? You know what I mean? So it just, you just got to act the part. So it takes me about 30 minutes. I find the grandfather's room. His name's on the door. I knew it was his room. The room is like in the middle of the facility. So you could come in from either side. So any of the five entrances, like you could come in and he's like right in the middle. So I could understand, like she had warned me. She's like, he, cause I, I tried to ask, like, is there a way he normally, is there a place he normally parks? Like, can you help me narrow this down? And she said, no, he's like kind of in the middle. And sure enough, he was in the middle. You could park on either side of the building, either end, and either of the entrances would make sense to come into. Like, it wasn't like, oh, he's on the east wing, so he's going to park mm-hmm. in the east parking lot. Like, he of was right. has to make it a little complicated for you. Yeah. So you could come in from either side. Like, it would totally make sense. So now that I know where the room is, I start to familiarize myself with the hallways and all the places where I could take a surveillance position without being weird or people looking at me funny. Because there's no telling when this guy's going to show up. All I knew is that it's usually in the afternoon, but he has gone in the mornings and it's usually in the afternoon time, but there were no like specific days or whatever. So I had a picture of this guy. I know what the guy looks like. I know what the grandfather looks like. I know which one he is, whatever. The Dating Detectives is sponsored by BetterHelp. So what are some things that you want to keep the same about yourself? And what are some things that you want to change for the new year? We all make New Year's resolutions. And I know for me personally, I want to let go of some of my anxiety, let go of some of the the need to be so perfect, and really just think about ways that I can grow as a person to help everyone around me and to help the anxiety that I feel sometimes. I know I talk so much about my overthinking. It is the one thing that keeps me anxious all the time. And especially around New Year's, we get obsessed on how to change instead of just expanding on what we're already doing right. So take advantage of the new year with BetterHelp and talk to someone that gives you a safe place to kind of just share what's on your mind, share what's going on in your life. It really does empower you to be the best version of yourself. So for the new year, try BetterHelp and see if you can find that better version of yourself. If you're not exactly sure or not exactly happy with how things are going right now, if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, suited to your schedule. Um, When I talk to my therapist, it's once a week. I choose the schedule online and then we have our call and it is just, it's been so amazing. You just fill out a questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch your therapist anytime. They don't charge you for that. But it's a really great resource to have, even if you're not particularly going through something crazy, maybe you just want to find a little bit of enhancement in yourself. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit betterhelp.com slash TDD today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P 
dot com slash TDD for the dating detective stuff. I decide that I'm, there's like a living room area that's like kind of in the middle also. And there's like a nurse's station in the middle of this place. Well, in the living room area, there's like, I don't know, 65, 70 people sitting around in wheelchairs and on the couches, just like watching Golden Girls or whatever, like Wheel of Fortune, whatever. Okay. And they're like prices, right? And so I just sit down with them and I start making friends with all the residents of this nursing home. Like they feel like they are on cloud nine. Like they are just like, we are chatting it up. We are best friends. Like we're making like friendship bracelets and talking about the golden girls. And the one is just like, you know, oh, Dorothy and Sophia, they're so funny and whatever. Like we're just having the time of our lives. We're playing like Monopoly and like whatever other games, like Uno cards, goldfish, like goldfish go fish goldfish um goldfish so like literally i'm hanging out with these people and it just looks like i belong there and like people just you know whatever like i'm in the break room having lunch with the other employees (laughs) i say other employees what did you talk about like were they like i just just anything and everything life we were talking about the the woman, she's pr- the one, the girl that works there, she's pregnant. And we were talking about throwing her baby shower. And like, oh my we, God. I was, I was involved, you guys. Like, this was, I was, how like, do you like not get CNA. scared? How do you not get scared that you're going to blow your cover? Because what are they going to say? Who are you? And then I'll be like, oh crap, this, I'm in the wrong place. I don't work here. Silly me. And just walk out. Like, what are they going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to call the cops? And then what? The cops are going to come and be like, what are you doing here? And I'm going to be like, gone by then. So like, what do you like? You know what I mean? Wow, like, you're so happen? brave. No, I literally well, what's the worst thing that happens. And then the cops going to pull me aside if the, if I don't get out before the cops get there and they pull me aside. I'm gonna be like, look, I'm a private investigator. And they're going to be like, all right, okay, we're going to have yeah. to ask you to leave. And then I just leave. Like, whatever. Like, you're not going to, they're not going to take me to jail. Like, what's going to happen? Nothing. You're so brave. They can't do well. They can't do anything. What's the worst I know. Thing I'm just do? saying. I get scared when I tell someone it's my friend's <laughs> birthday at a restaurant, and it's not really their birthday. Like I can't <laughs> keep my shit together. You know what I mean? Like it's just impressive that you like. You're like, yeah, I can do it. Oh my God. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm like sweating. I'm like, uh, haha. I lied. I'm dead. And then I'm like, here, She's take like, the cupcake back. And you, we don't deserve it. You guys it. also. Just so you know, our producer, Molly, like I had her get a tag number one time for a case I was investigating for the podcast. She drives by and she's in full blown panic. I got the tag. What else do I need to do? Like she's panicking <laughs> that she drove by and took a picture of somebody's car. Like so, so funny. Oh my God. We're not but- cut out for this. We are so glad you <laughs> <we> do it. <laughs> So anyway, so after several days, like this is like three, four days, I'm sitting in this place. Like I show up. You're volunteering at this point. You're volunteering at a nursing home. Yes, literally 100%. So like I go to the break, like I made friends. Like we, you know, when we had lunch together each day, the pregnant lady, we talked about her baby and her names that she's going to, whatever. So after several days of sitting there, right, you can sit in the living room, you can sit in the break room and you can see everyone who walks by like right by this guy's room because it, uh, thank the heavens above, it was right in the middle because it was really convenient. So anyways, guy shows up, okay? It's in the afternoon. He shows up and I'm like, that's him. And it's like, so when you're a private investigator, you have like this, you really have this femtuition, like this really strong gut instinct. And you like look at somebody and you'll be like, nah, that looks like him, but no. But as soon as you see your person, there's something inside you that goes, 
that's him. And you just instantly know it. Like you just, when you're given a picture of someone, like you look at other people and you're like, could that be him? Yeah, that could be him. But whenever you see them, you're like, that's him. And it's just these, these alarms go off. Like you just know it's them. So I see this guy walk in and I know that it's him. I'm like, bingo, bingo. Like I got him. Right. So I knew that I had about 30 minutes to an hour for him to visit based on what she said. And when you go visit someone, you don't have that long. Like you have about 30 minutes before, you know, they're, they're going to visit and they're going to leave. So right when he arrives, I knew that I had like 30 minutes maybe to go to the parking lot and find this guy's car because I want to go to his car, move my car so that I could see him when he leaves and follow him out. So I want to be ready to follow him. I thought you were going to like follow him walking out of the place to his car. But now I realize if you're not. If I did that, then what if my car's on the other side? So I, Mm -hmm. then I'd have to run to my car to follow him. So I wanted to make sure that I get to his car before he does. Okay. So I ran, got my car, and now I start circling the parking lot looking for his car. Now, mind you, it's huge. So I have 30 minutes to scour this parking lot for his car. But I kind of had an idea based on the hallway that he walked down, mm-hmm. which way he came from. So obviously, because because my luck, I was parked on the other side. So I got my car, drove to the other side, and I started there. And your your client told you like what kind of car he drove? Do you know his place? Yeah, so I had, by this time, I knew what car I was looking for. Like right. I knew all okay. the things. So I start looking for this guy's car and it takes me about 20, 25 minutes and I find it. So by the time I got to my car, started looking for the the rows and rows of parking, like it's hard. Like you think it'd be easy to spot a car, but it's not that like you, and if you like glance and miss it, like it's just a split second. And you, I mean, how many times have we all lost our cars in a parking lot? (laughs) I can't can't even find my own car sometimes. (laughs) So I find his car. And I find a spot where I can sit on his car, which means I'm sitting in my car, watching his car. It does not mean physically sitting on his car. I learned that the first time I heard that phrase. I was (laughs) like, what? (laughs) That's something you say like that's I have to remember that if you're not a private investigator and I say I'm sitting on his car, it doesn't mean I'm like climbing up on the hood and like you know, <laughs> sitting there like you would sit on a copy machine, like a badass smoking a cigarette, like sitting yeah. on the hood. Like. So when I say I'm sitting on his car, it means I'm like, I'm posted up on surveillance watching his car. Okay. So I want to follow him, see where he goes so I can see where he freaking lives for once. Okay. So I, cause I couldn't find him. So he finally comes out after like another, like 45 minutes or so. And I follow him. This is great, but now I can't lose him. If I lose him, then we have to start this all over again. And this is like days of surveillance. This lady's already a couple grand like that she owes, right? Yeah. Y'all, surveillance ain't cheap. You're looking at about $100 an hour for surveillance, give or take. Okay. So it's, it's not, it's not super cheap. So I find him and I follow this guy. I'm basically in his tailpipe and it gets scary because if you follow too closely, you might get spotted or noticed or made or busted or whatever term you want to use. But if you don't follow close enough and there's a lot of traffic, you could lose him. And then it's like, you have to play this really, you know, tricky game of, do I get too close? Do I stay far away? Whatever. Well, because we didn't know anything about where this guy lived and we're already a thousand dollars, like several thousand dollars in, I had to stay on him. I had no choice. So I was pretty aggressive following him. Well, I follow him to this really nice neighborhood and I'm like, oh, we're getting close, right? So he's pulling down these streets. I know he's going to a house because that we're in a community, like a neighborhood. 
he pulls up to a house, like this really nice house, right? Pulls into the driveway and I'm kind of hanging back a little bit. Like I wasn't one, I didn't want to get too close. So from my viewpoint where I could see I'm far enough back where he's not going to, I don't want to pull into his driveway with him, but you're far enough away where it's kind of, you can't exactly tell what house he's pulling into from the distance that I was at, but I just stopped. And I just kind of like, I counted the houses so that I could see, okay, this is the address here. I counted the houses so that I knew, okay, seven houses away. And I looked at my Google map. That's the address. Cause I wanted to document the address where he was at. Right. Mm-hmm. And and now I know kind of a general idea the neighborhood he lives in. So if I need to find him again, this is this could be a good place to find him. So I see that he's getting out of his car, and when he does, I also see a woman and there are children. But I couldn't tell if the woman and children were in the same driveway or in the next driveway over. Ah, an optical illusion. <laughs> so I have to pull up just enough so I can see where this woman and these children are, right? Uh-huh. So I ended up driving by, like to do it, like just driving regular, like driving by, like you would drive by. Some what Molly car, drive by could not house. do. Yeah. <laughs> what Molly could not do without <laughs> shitting her pants. <laughs> I drive by and as I drive by, he is greeted by June freaking Cleaver, the apron and everything, okay? Like she's got on like the skirt, the heels, the apron, all the things. There are children playing outside in the front yard, like a freaking 50s movie. I mean, the tree swing and everything. Okay? Oh my God. It's like, yeah. Like, so this dude has this whole ass family. Okay. So he pulls up and I'm like, no way. Like, he's totally got a wife and kids. And my client. Her baby is very, very young. Like, yeah, he had this wife and kids. There was some overlap. Yeah, there there was definitely some overlap. So, like, the math ain't mathin', right? But obviously, I don't know the story. It's all presumptions, and we don't assume. We don't assume. We and as a private investigator, we never assume. Like, uh, maybe it's his sister. sister. Yeah, exactly. Maybe they're maybe they're a family that that kisses on the lips passionately. I don't know if you saw any kissing, but you can't even assume. They, yeah, so she she greets him, but at the same time, I cannot assume because there, you just cannot assume. You guys, our producer, Molly, got us the best Christmas present. It's <laughs> so cute. She got us a song, an original song from Songfinch. You guys, so listen, if you're someone who is like, if you struggle telling someone, I love you, you're done giving flowers, the teddy bear and the chocolates and the perfume, like with Valentine's Day coming up, you guys get, do the song. This is for you. Song Finch. It's so cool. Okay. It's like the ultimate gift to show you care. It's an original studio quality song inspired by your own story. So it's completely unique. It's personal. It lasts forever. It's like an original song. For, for whoever you, you want. Yeah. So they walk you through like a four-step process to create the song. So you just tell them like who the song is for and you give them some personal details. You let them know like the genre, like the type of song that you want. And then you can pick an artist or they'll match you with one. And they literally like write a whole entire song based on the details you provide. That's so cool. And it's like professional. Like it's it's produced. It's like, a legit song. And 
I kind of love it also just for songwriters in general. I feel like it's such a great way for songwriters to like work like their magic and have more opportunities to write the best stuff for you. And then you can have special add-ons that like help commemorate the occasion even more. Like you could get a vinyl record of your song. You got, I would love a vinyl record. Oh my gosh. And you can add it to like streaming services so you can like surprise someone with it. And it's song. You can just pop it up on Spotify. Songfinch is the only original music platform that guarantees that you'll love your song or they'll work with you until you do. They stand behind their community of talented artists and every original song they create, which is right now over 300,000 of them. And it doesn't take long, like four to seven days. But of course, the song lasts forever. Now would be the time for Valentine's Day if you're thinking about a fun, creative gift. Put your heart on the line with a studio quality song. Totally unique. And it's for your relationship or for anyone. It doesn't have to be Valentine's Day. This is just like fun. For a limited time, Songfinch is letting our listeners upload their song on Spotify for free so you can listen to your new favorite song anywhere you go. Go to songfinch.com slash TDD and start your song. After you purchase, you'll be prompted to add Spotify streaming for your original song for free, which is a $50 value. This offer is available to our listeners at our special URL, songfinch.com slash TDD. That's songfinch.com slash TDD. Don't wait. Get started now. He goes inside and I don't see him for the rest of the night. And I'm just sitting there like, is this guy going to leave? Like, does he live here? Is this his sister? Like, what's going to happen? So he ends up like, Basically, he just stays inside all night, okay? So I start researching more about the address that the client said that he moved from, the address that she knows, the address that she's been to, which is actually a rental property, but the client visited him there. So she was there. They stayed together there. She she said that he lived there. Like, that was his home, right? Well, it was probably, he was renting it so he could have his little flingy. Right. Yeah. So like she she's like, but he definitely lived there. Like that was that was his home. Like that's where he lived. He had a dresser with clothes and jewelry and like pictures like like, you know, him and his his dad and like his grandpa, whatever. Right. So I kept hitting a dead end with the owner of the property. Like I'm trying to find out more about this guy. I can't. It was like a whole big mess. It was like a a rental company and you can't find information. It was like I just couldn't find him there. I did show on the comp report that he was associated with the address, but again, the names would never like line up properly with like the date of birth and the name. And so it was just all really weird, right? So I decide I cannot find this guy like exactly where he's like, I can't find much about him in like connecting him to any addresses just because the names are weird. And on the comp report, it'll tell you social security number, maybe, or possibility or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. But it does show known associates on the comp report also. So I start scouring through known associates and guess who I find? His mama. Ooh, okay. Yeah. So I Going decide. The I, yes. And so it gives you like a name with a phone number for a known associate, but it doesn't tell you how they're associated. But I start looking up some of the names on the comp report and I was able to determine based on like the, you know, the mama's social media, which wasn't very active. She's a little bit older, but you could still tell like she had this guy, like you could tell that was you get one happy birthday, national son's day post and you're done. (laughs) Exactly. You're done. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, this is his mom. 
So I call the number and I ask for her and I said, is this so-and-so's mama? And like, oh my I'm like, God. is this so-and-so? But I did, you guys, I did it in the be- my best Southern accent. I was like, is this, is this so-and-so's mama? And she's like, it is. Like she, like little old lady, like it sure is. And oh my I God, was and like, you turn it on. So I was like, here we go. Like it's time to shine, sister. So I did what we call a package pretext, okay? Which it's, this is, this might be like a, a trade secret, but I don't think it's really a trade secret. I'm not sure. But uh, what yes. I did was I basically gave her a, I kind of did a little fiblet, which is something that is not illegal. And I said, hello. Nope. I said, and uh, I was super frantic about it because I needed to express like my super concern. So frantically, maybe a little dramatically, we're not going to lie. I told her, I said, I said, my, my name is Katie and I'm trying to deliver a package, but he doesn't appear to live here anymore. And there's no return address. And I don't know what to do. And I just can't, I don't know where to send this package. And I just don't know. Like, and I'm full blown panic mode. And she hears me in distress and mama starts spilling the beans. She yes, spilling her guts. So the mom tells me that he's an attorney working downtown. Instead of commuting further away, like every single day, he just rents this apartment or this condo and that's where he stays during the week. It made more sense. He was working long hours. So that's where he would stay during the week is in this apartment slash condo, whatever, right? Sure. Then she drops another bomb, okay? Like literally guts are just, she's spilling them, spilling all the guts, okay? So she is, she starts going into all this detail. And she tells me, she said, there's a female partner at the law firm who shares the lease with him because she has the same thing. Like she lives outside of the city. It's a further drive. Okay. So they just kind of like share this condo. It makes it convenient for them. But she said, they, I think they have their own bedroom, like, you know, whatever. Well, my client never mentioned that there was like any indication of like a woman ever being there. So I, it doesn't make sense to me, but whatever. Weird. Yeah. And then she, especially she if said, she was with him that long. Well, I guess yeah. if he's lying about a whole family, who knows what else he's lying about? Okay, continue. Who knows? Like, who knows what else he's lying about? And then the mom says, absolutely don't leave the package with her because I think she's a hussy and I just don't oh. trust her. Oh, okay. Quote, and I quote. <laughs> oh, my. So now, yeah. So now I'm shooting the shit with this fella's mama. Now like, we're best friends. Like, more. what's wrong with we her? Are, yeah, yeah. Like we are BFFL. Okay, we're getting friendship bracelets made, matching tattoos. <laughs> probably like we're friends. Okay. Oh my god. Well, she's the mama starts talking about her husband, my guy's dad. Okay, like Your she's old pal one of those, from the nursing home. My best friend now. Well, she's no. That was the grandfather at the nursing home. Oh, I'm sorry. I got the yeah. the people confused. Okay. Yeah, so the nur- the grandfather is at the nursing home. So this, so n- now my new best friend, okay, this fella's mama starts talking about her husband, who's my guy's dad, and she's one of those that'll just keep spilling the beans as long as you're sitting listening. Like yes. she will offer you a, she'll offer a cup of coffee to a a serial killer before he serial kills her, and be like, let and me tell it- you, you want you want the you want the tea? I got it for you. Here's some tea, honey. I'll tell you who to so, who, who who deserves to be murdered. She'll just like start going through the whole town's tea. 
Yeah, so then she'll be like, we need to murder this person. Anyways, oh like, God. so she's spilling the beans. Who am I to interrupt? Like, she's she's going <laughs> off on a t- And I'm like, huh, oh my gracious. Well, she tells me that her husband, my fella's dad, passed away. And the reason that my guy moved out of the condo or gave up the lease was because when the dad died, he left an inheritance to the son. Well, the June Cleaver house was one of the properties that they inherited, but it's actually, it's in the mom's name, but it was, yeah, it wasn't in his name at all, which is why I couldn't find it. It wasn't even like it was in, he got it in the inheritance, but it wasn't like a legal like transfer over to him. Like she was just, the dad wanted him to have that house, whatever. Okay. So this ex- this starts to explain like why I couldn't find anything. Everything's in the parent's name. Nothing is in his name. So I go do surveillance the next day on the June Cleaver house to find out this guy's schedule, figure out the best time to have him served just to kind of help my client, you know, figure out whatever. Now, mind you, I don't share this information with my client. I I really, if you guys have heard my question. previous stories, like I don't share the information right away because I... Uh, it, it does. It doesn't People serve me in my investigation, in and, and all it does is it makes the it gives gets my client all anxiety, and then they want to know more, and then they they get involved in my investigation. It ruins everything. So I just shut my mouth. She's given me a budget to work within, and then once I hit that budget, I let her know. So I keep working within my budget that we discussed, and I decide I'm going to find out more. So I go do surveillance the next day to figure out his schedule and figure out the best time to have him served. Because just because I'm on surveillance doesn't mean I can just like call a process server all willy nilly and get them out there to serve process. You know what I mean? Like, I can't just be like, hey, I'm on surveillance. He's home. Like, can you come serve? Come like, now. You come do right that. Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But if nobody's available, like, what are they supposed to do? Like, you, it's not, that's not really how it works, right? Interesting. Well, I'll be darn. Lo and behold, a process server shows up to the June Cleaver house while I'm doing surveillance. Like, all willy nilly, and I'm like, no flipping way. Like, Did what she find in the goldfish crackers you? is happening? Okay, so I do not have luck like that. There's no way that while I'm sitting there, this guy gets served, right? So I also that call- would be kind of crazy that that worked out. And she, I love the idea of her being so wealthy that she like forgot she hired a private investigator. <laughs> and know. then it's just like, oh, I've just had you on surveillance. Sorry about I totally that. I forgot. So I, so I'm like, there's no way. So this guy serves process. I call my client and I say, Hey, how did you get this address before I even did? Like I have resources that like even cops don't have, like, how did you get this address? Like now I'm dying. I'm like, you need to be a PI. How did you get this address before, <laughs> before I even told you about it? Like, how did you know? And I thought for sure she's doing her own investigation on the side and I didn't know, just like you said, right? Like what, Mm. and what are the chances that he's being served for something completely different? Like, right? Like, like, I'm starting to just happen to be sitting there. And I thought they were, this guy sounds messy. I'm like the surveillance gods were on my side for sure. And she's like, I have no idea what you're talking about. So the process server leaves. Okay. And I follow the process server out. And I flag him down and I did what I do. <laughs> You're so like, hello, start, sir. Yeah. So I start talking shop with him. I'm shooting the shit with him. I may or may not have done a little bit of flirting. Listen, 
it listen, you do what you gotta do, okay? I don't yes. care. Like use what your mama you, gave you. Use what your mama and whoever said, <laughs> Professor, you know who you are, that oh, you're a girl, you'll never make it. Well, I get more information because I'm a girl than your ugly butt could. So <laughs> <laughs> I Anyways. hope he's listening. I really hope he does. I hope he's like, dang. So anyways, so I may or may not have like flirted with him a little bit. Well, I find out that he is being served for child support papers, but not from my client, not from my Mm. client. He's being served by the hussy at the law (gasps) firm. Oh, of course. I, they they are roommates. They share a lease. Oh my God. So they work but together. Listen, but wait, there's more. Guess when the hussy's baby's birthday is. I work. I the, the fact that her name is the hussy is because <laughs> I can't use sure, real name. So I have to go. We by, don't know her story. Maybe she's not. A she hussy, may or may not the, be a hussy. I am only calling her the story. hussy because mama did. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I'm it's not fine. name calling. I kind of love so it. I think it's funny. The baby's yes. birthday is the same month as my client's baby. They are the Has exact same age of the same month. Ever heard of a <laughs> condom? Like, hello? <laughs> like, I, I, like you guys know, I don't do a lot of mathing because it's just not my thing. But I think this that is means, not that like, hard. He was, he was yoinking them both at the same time. Okay. Like, honestly. and if you're going to be that dumb, the condoms are not expensive, my man. Like, but, this is avoidable. It's not good. I, he's an idiot. Okay, keep going. Keep going. But guess what else? I, his, I can't. <laughs> his youngest baby, the June Cleaver baby, the youngest June Cleaver baby. No. Same month as the other two. Oh, he had three God. babies by three different baby mamas in the All same within. month. They were all born in the same Well, month. he'll save money on okay. a birthday party. He can just Do you want to know how I found out that they were all born in the same month or that the June Cleaver baby was born in the same month? Tell me. Because she's all over the book of faces. Like she is Facebook posting. Facebook like, mom. And she's private. But you know how like on Facebook you can do like, even if you're on private, some of your posts still show. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And she, one of those was a one that I could see. And I was like, no way. Profile, private, photos, public. Don't mind if I do. You know what I mean? And then it has like the captions and it has the dates. Hello. Um, Hello. So it doesn't take a rocket surgeon to calculate this hot mess equation. Okay. So I tell my client what I found so far. And do you want to know what her response was? Her response is, and I quote, Oh, that explains so much. Oh, <laughs> what? What, do you what does mean? it explain? What does it explain? No, I need to hear all that explains so much. Now, what was you guys? Is she like that? Is not that is not even half of the story. Okay, <gasps> so she, <laughs> I'm telling you, so she thinks that they are that they were in a committed, monogamous, long term relationship. And that oh this guy God. just travels a lot for work. Okay. Like she's like, he travels a lot. And like, she's, you said she's a professional in her own right and doing well. This, uh, like, this can happen to anybody. Else. Anybody. Like she's an intelligent, very professional woman. Okay. So by this time, she knows where he lives. She could probably determine the best time to have him served, like whatever. Right. But I'm already invested. I have to find out more. I need closure. 
But I have to, I have to come back to this part because I need to tell you another part before I finish this part. Okay. Okay. So I have to take you on now a different path and then I'm going to come back. Okay. Are you ready? I'm with you. I'm with you. Okay. We're taking Stay a Stay with me, guys. Stay with me. So I decide because I'm a complete psycho when it comes to these cases and I have to know more. So I'm boots on the ground and I start really digging in. You guys, I pull out the shovel, the backhoe, the excavator. We're <laughs> going in. So I go to the condo building where the guy had rented the condo or the apartment, whatever. With, with partner baby mama. With the hussy th- and with the, my the client hussy. and all these yes, people, right? right? We have the client, the hussy, and June Cleaver. <laughs> I find the doorman, okay? And I decide, now this is kind of an older man, not really old, but he's, you know, he's older than me. He's probably like in his mid-50s, 60s, whatever. And you can tell that he's been there a while because as I'm sitting there and I'm kind of watching, everybody who comes in says, hi. They're friendly. They're comfortable. They like you can tell they feel safe with him. Okay. So they know him. And so they talk to him just like they're his best friend. So I'm like, okay, like this guy's been here a minute, right? Or I'll say like they he wouldn't might have seen a him. girl or two. He might have seen something. So I'm like, you know, I really want to talk to this guy. And again, I may or may not have flirted my way <laughs> into a crap ton of information. Okay. Listen, you guys, I'm really good at this job. I am someone who always does the right thing. Like I'm not a lawbreaker. Like I will always abide. I have a good moral compass. My ethics are sound. So I know some of you are like, oh, that's really like, so you're basically like, listen, this is called social engineering. Okay. Yeah. No, this is for the greater good. In the private investigative industry, we have to do a little bit of social engineering. I'm not bound by the rules of law enforcement. It is not entrapment. I am not a law enforcement officer. I am not someone who is bound by those rules, okay? No, and she's my just friendly. Are sound. Like, <laughs> I'm very friendly. Anyways, so I flirt a little bit, and guess what happens? The doorman spills the beans, just like mama. <laughs> now, mind you, mind you, a doorman is like a silent partner. Like they know everything. Like they know where all the skeletons are buried, but they typically keep secrets like pretty quiet. Like they, a doorman, like they see, but they don't ever speak. Okay. Like they're just kind of watching. They have their own, but they just kind of, they keep it real quiet. This guy gave zero craps. Like he was, he, by this time I had like, I was twirling my hair and just smiling. He really wanted to impress me with what he knew. Okay. Like he was like, you guys, I may or may not (laughs) have told him that I was trying to find someone's adopted brother. They were separated at birth and I really wanted to help her find her brother. And you, so, the things that come up in your brain, that is genius. I was just going to say, how do you get to talk about him? Wouldn't you want to help me if I'm trying to find someone's long lost brother? Yes, that's so See it's what beautiful. I mean? It's a novel. Whatever. It, I I'm telling see that you. Lifetime movie. So, yeah. So they were separated at birth, blah, blah, blah. Like I decide I'm going to tell. And so in when you do a little bit of social engineering, like one thing that you want to do is create conversations. You don't want to ask questions and be all inquisitive. And like, so there's a lot of just real quick, like side note, there's a lot of ex-law enforcement, ex-FBI, ex-military that are private investigators. They retire out of what their law enforcement career, their military uh-huh. career, they become private investigators. These people are trained in investigations and in, you know, what I, like interrogations, you know, all these things, right? 
But what they don't realize is that when you are having a conversation with someone, they don't realize they're being interrogated. If you interrogate right. them, they, and they, they're going to shut down. But if you're just having a conversation, it doesn't seem so like, you know, interrogated. Like, it's just like, oh, it's, this is just conversation. And then you're well, the not door- on guard too. You're not thinking exactly. about what you're saying. Your guard you're just is talking. Down. This, this is just a normal conversation. Well, the doorman basically tells me, he says, it's, basi- it's basically none of my business what's going on, okay? But this guy has a harem. And the doorman specifically recalls, specifically recalls at least not one, not two, not three, but four women that were pregnant coming <gasps> in and out of the building with my guy at different times. And that's only the pregnant ones. Those he oh, recalled four I different pregnant women. I thought you were just going to say four people he was seeing. Four different pregnant women. I, now I feel like this is this guy's hobby. Like he's trying, he gets off on getting girls pregnant. That's messed well, up. Well, think about it. One of them is probably the hussy. One of them is my client. One of them might have been the wife if she, well, if he was smart, if he wouldn't take the wife there. I so know. like there's literally no telling who the women were, okay? So they're pregnant. They're coming in and out of this building with my guy during different times. So he has, so this guy basically has four different women at different stages of pregnancy coming in and out with him, just all willy-nilly, like living it up. Like this guy is a regular like Nick Cannon, okay? Like this guy is like banging him out. Like he, Does he have like, maybe he has like a sperm donor business where he's the only donor. <laughs> he could just like start selling it, right? Uh, so okay. the doorman also reported that there was like a different girl basically every night. There were different women that would say, oh, this is the apartment I'm going to. This is the apartment. And so he remembers a different woman like every night. He said there were so many women coming in and out with my subject and asking to be led up to his condo. And basically, okay, so this guy is just putting his his ding-a-ling basically any damn where, okay? Like he is just like, he's whatever, okay. Yeah, he is. So busy. Yeah. So busy. Well, remember what I told you about the dad dying and like the inheritance and everything? Well, my guy ghosted my client right when the dad died and he was getting his inheritance. He he didn't want the babies getting his inheritance. Okay. So he dipped out. Like he's, if, cause if, if the babies, if the children were his, then like, he would like obviously his inheritance would go toward the kids like you know the hello mom and now he's like being. oh maybe it wasn't a great idea to have three children at one time and maybe more than that like or a hundred who knows right oh so my god he dips out like honestly there's no telling how many ways he would have had to split his inheritance so this guy's <laughs> out here this guy's out here playing like hide and go seek and like i don't know if maybe he just thought that like okay if i don't show up this will all just like go away like i don't like hello you you're not an idiot like you know how this works come on i mean i don't so know i client, don't think he's got many marbles or whatever the listen, phrase is this guy don't have the not sense the god gave a goose. like he's yeah he honestly my client is shocked. Like she knows nothing about the inheritance or anything, right? My client has her own money. She doesn't need his. But guess who did know about the inheritance? The hussy at the law firm. <laughs> she wanted a part of the inheritance. And she even said that in her complaint that she submitted to the court. 
that his, you know, he got an inheritance and she feels entitled to it, whatever, right? Sure. Okay. Does Hussey so, know? Well, I guess we'll find out. I want to know what all the women know about. I No one knows about any of the other women? Like, I can't. I can't. Okay, keep going. Okay. So are you ready for this? Now we go back to the other part of the story that I did not finish. Okay. <laughs> the day I was doing surveillance and the process server shows up and I'm like, hey, did you know about this? Yeah. And June she's like, Cleaver. June Cleaver calls the mom. The mom came and she brought the damn law with her. So mom comes and brings the cops. June Cleaver and Nick Cannon are going at it on the driveway. And the mama was not protecting her baby bear. She, she was, was like, going no, you're a mess. off on yeah. him like a rock. Like she was going off on him just like the wife was, right? Like the cops had to stay between them and kept like separating them. And they kept like, you stand over here. And then little by little, they would just like inch their ways closer or whatever. Wait, so why so did the, the mom bring the cops? Because she like she she was ready like the 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 god the, the, the there was a process server there like nobody knew what was going on and like okay, then so they, she just once they I finally just, found out like she, all she knew was they were they there was a process server was something legal so she brings the cops okay. she know what's going on right so she she doesn't know what to expect so which I obviously I'm just assuming that but like I would bring the cops too like like shit's about to go down right I guess so yeah. So anyway, so the cops are trying to separate them. Well, the cops make him grab some of his stuff and leave for the night, which is usually what happens in a domestic situation. They make you leave. Oh, like one, yeah. one of the parties has to leave just to kind of, they want to they wanna neutralize the situation, right? So as one cop is escorting him inside to grab, to grab his stuff, June Cleaver is screaming at the cop, don't make him go, don't make him go. And she's just like screaming, like, don't make him leave. And I'm like, hello. Well, then she says, I'm pregnant. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> for the love of the lamb. Okay. So she's pregnant now. Okay. So now she's like, you can't leave. I'm pregnant. So everyone's pissed at this point. Right. But I'm, I'm shocked. Okay. Listen, mama bear was the pissedest of all of them. Okay. Mm -hmm. She goes, Full steel magnolias on this guy. You'll never get a dime of your father's money. <gasps> like, literally, I thought she was going to do a murder right in front of the law. Like, I thought I was like, for sure, she is prepared. To and I feel spend like time. Like, there's she's an element to to of everyone there would have been like, she's got a point. <laughs> <laughs> like, fair this argument. woman, this lady is prepared for prison like she's like she's like i ain't afraid to go back like she's like balls wow. to the wall right i'm sad yeah. that she she's such a like obviously she's got her morals in line but they didn't rub off on on baby bear over there <laughs> i mean he just has no no sense i can't okay i'm like i'm telling you he does not have the sense god gave goose okay so <laughs> Anyways, after I explained to the client what happened, like she feels so bad for the wife because she had no idea. Like she did not know. She genuinely did not know. Like she thought this guy was just avoiding giving the kid the inheritance, right? She had no idea about the wife. Like she felt really bad. Like wow, you could, I could even tell it in her voice. Like she was so devastated, right? She of thought course. this guy- I mean, that's so 
sad. She so, thought this I guy mean, was just like a single bachelor living in a condo near his office in downtown, just like living it up, single guy, like bachelor, right? Right, right. Oh my well, God. instead of having, instead of serving the baby daddy, like all willy nilly in front of the wife, she calls, she calls her, right? She gives her a heads up. Like, she's like, hey, I'm just letting you know. There's I'm serving one. process. Like, you know, everybody knows, everybody's familiar with like the, how the legal process works, whatever. She says, Hey, I just want to let you know, I just want to do the right thing. And I want to prepare you, you know, I'm going to, I'm wow. coming after this guy for child support, whatever. Well, the wife, June Cleaver was supportive. She's like, yeah, like a hundred percent. Right. Well, then my client, so now they're like besties, friendship bracelets, matching tattoos. Okay. Right? Well, then my client decides to spill the ever-loving beans to June, to June Cleaver. She tells her about the doorman, the condo, all of it. Like everything basically you everything found. I discovered. Oh so my she God, decides okay. that she's going to share all of this with her, right? Now we've got the group text of all the, the baby moms <laughs> Could starting you to develop. So are you ready for like the finale? <laughs> I guess. Do we get a number on how many pregnant women this guy had? Yeah. Well, yes. We get, well, we get a count for what we know. Okay. So they all, all of them, all of the women end up going to court and they actually filed a civil injunction against him. The mama made sure to tell the judge, those are my grandbabies. I want every single one of them taken care of. And the mama made sure that all of the dad's money from the inheritance only went to the grandbabies. None of it went to the the guy or the wife. Like, and June Cleaver, she's like, I don't want it. Like, like, I don't care. Like, I don't want it. Like, whatever, right? And they're showing the pants off anyways. Like, he's gonna have to come up off his own money, whatever. Like, he's gonna have to work. A lot harder now to earn. Oh my god, his mom is a hero. Yeah. So in the courtroom, there were five women that had their children that were like they're advocating for their child to get some of this money. And the mama said, "Those are my grandbabies." And you know what? She's smart because. I think that the mama, like the baby mamas, respected her for that. And if those are her grandbabies, she's like, those are my grandbabies. She wants relationship to be a part of her. their life. She wants to know her grandbabies. And I think like she just lost It's not her the husband. kid's fault too. Yeah. And like these are her grandbabies, right? So she says, I want them all taken care of. The mom kicks my subject out of the June Cleaver house. Gives the June Cleaver the mom. You said the mom. To- I was like, that could mean anyone. Oh, sorry. So my <laughs> so Mama Bear, Steel Magnolias. Mama kicks, Bear. Yeah. So Steel Magnolias kicks the son out of the house, gives it to June Cleaver and the three grandbabies that belong to her. And she made sure that her son did not get any of the money. So now the grandbabies are all taken care of. June Cleaver's taken care of. And all I can say, play stupid games, win stupid prizes. I, that was it. This is, that was, and that's I'm all so I know. That's happy. it. Y'all got all of it. Well, that's a good resolution. So many times we don't get that. This is lovely. He deserves nothing. And I well, can't imagine what his relationship is going to be like with all of these poor children. And can you, and so he is, I, I, I lied. That's not all I know. 
he gets visitation with every single one of them. They There is a, a, what do you call it? An arrangement in place for him to see the kids and he doesn't see any of them. He sees the <gasps> two older June Cleaver kids, but he does That's not it? see the baby. Yeah. Well, I mean, he doesn't sound like a great person, obviously, if you can have a relationship with your parents, that's what we want, but maybe better off without this and, one. Oh, and he did, he was, not only did he lose his inheritance, but he does have to pay child support for all of them. Slay. Slay mama bear. Crazy. Wow. Yeah. So, listen, like, this, when I tell you, like, this story has a lot of ups and downs, but when I tell you, this guy if these are the only ones that we know about, which ones do we not know about? I mean, and he probably is still out there. I hope by now he's figured out basic oh, contraceptives. But my Lord, I also, we didn't spend enough time, I think, on you being on surveillance when all of this shit went down. Like, mm-hmm. did you just pull out the popcorn? Like how, what is that timing? Okay, so listen. So first of all, I just want to let you guys know surveillance is not that easy. Like, it's not like, oh, I'm on surveillance and boom, I get activity. There are, just like in the nursing home, you sit days without activity. You sit days, hours, 24, 40, like long days on end sometimes. And you're just like, sometimes you have to call another investigator to like watch for a couple hours so you can take a nap and then they leave and then you continue. Like, I'm telling you, you, the things that you will do for like surveillance is wild and this was one of those cases but like also i don't know how to put it down and so that's why i kind of went above and beyond like i didn't charge her when i went and talked to the guy like the the doorman or whatever but i was insistent on like finding more information and i was dead set on it and thank god i talked to the doorman i agree also you were like really doing a service to all of these women he was a menace to society and they all deserve so many justice Oh my God, he <laughs> needs to keep it in his pants. No one sleep with him. If if anybody in your life seems to match this description, he does not deserve it. Don't sleep with don't him. Don't touch it. Don't. Don't, don't even care. like. Don't even like spoon with him and knuckle graze it. Like just don't. <laughs> He's f- fertile. I'll tell you that. I can't. He's I'm dying. Very fertile. Like this guy dogfished every single one of these ladies. He was a dogfish husband, a dogfish boyfriend, a dogfish bachelor, a dogfish legal representative, a dogfish everything. Like he dogfished everyone. He dogfished everyone. And then in the end, he he dogfished himself. I don't know if he actually, that's not the <laughs> phrase, but you know what I mean? It all came back to bite him in the ass. Wow. I hope yeah. that the kids get to like, be close in their step-sibling relationship if that's something they want and also like bond over their crazy story. Well, it sounds like a fun what little was interesting weird is, Brady Bunch you, TV show. <laughs> you know how most of the time like women will look at another woman and be like, oh, she slept with him. I can't believe her. Like I hate her. These women decided to bond together and work mm-hmm. together for the kids. Like the, these kids, these are siblings. Like they are brothers and sisters. Like these are siblings yeah. now. And so I feel like that was such a mature, responsible thing to do. And although like, I don't really stay in touch with my clients and ask them, so how's it going now? But mm-hmm. it was definitely, it was definitely one of those, like how, first of all, the surveillance gods were on my side. Like that 
never happens. Like every once in a while, I'll show up to a house and my person is like, they're on workers comp or something. There's suspected they're right workers there. comp fraud. And I get them mowing the grass. Like the time I had a bloody <laughs> nose and I saw like things like that happen. Like it really does happen. Sometimes you get lucky, but this one was just like, I did a good job on this case. Like, you were like I did really good. <laughs> you did. Oh my gosh. And also you going undercover in the nursing home is so cute. And do you like I, I imagine so many people were like, I can't believe that you went undercover in a nursing home. You guys. No, calm I don't think down. it's I that's not the thing that it's more just that like it makes you remember that it's easy to like if people want to do bad things, it's like they're gonna. Well, and I think this is another reason that I find it hard to trust people because you know how easy it is. If I work at a nursing home and someone walks into the nursing home wearing scrubs and like a lanyard with a name badge and they look like everyone else, I'm going to be like, oh, hey, like, I'm not going to be like, "Hmm, I don't know that person. Let me stop and ask them because I don't want to look like an asshole. if like, they're like, I work here. How rude or whatever. You know what I mean? And I think that that's like, that's why I don't trust people is because it's like, if I can do it, like, I hate to say that I'm a good something liar, bad. but you kind of have to pretend, you know, a lot of times to do something that, you know, there be something that you're not. But that's why I feel like I also can't trust other people because if I can do it so easily, I know others can too. And so that's why I have that. So like, remember we were talking up. to the the liar experts and they were like, you have liar liar's bias. It's because it, it's because I, I know how easy it is to like pretext or, you know, use social engineering yeah. to tell a lie or whatever. And although I use it for my job, like it, it's, it's hard to, it was hard when my very first, the very first private investigative agency that I worked for this woman, she, I worked for this company and she told me, she said, you know, you're a really great PI cause you're a really great liar. And it hurt my feelings so bad. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not a lot, like I'm not, I, I don't want to be known for like lying. But I think what she meant to say was you're really good at like kind of, you know, creating this place where people feel safe. And I hate to say that because I don't want anybody to ever think that I'm fake, but like to get the job done, sometimes you got to do what you got to do. You know what I mean? Do we and like think like, do you classify Meryl Streep as a really good liar? Because that's what it's I'm the saying, same, it's the same thing to me, right? Like you're yeah. doing a service that people want, that helps people, that doesn't hurt people. And yes, it right. requires you to get into other people's heads and to maybe be manipulative. Also, not manipulative. I don't think being manipulative is necessarily like always a bad thing. It has that bad connotation because it usually is. But you know what I mean? Like, well, and also social engineering. Oh, many people would argue like, oh, these people are liars, but you lie to get information. Here's the freaking difference. I am licensed by the state of Florida. Yes. I have undergone a scrutinizing background check, fingerprints. Like I've built my credibility, my reputation. I have the training. I have the knowledge, the desire, the experience. Like I have all of these, all of this under my belt. You know what I mean? Like they have entrusted me to do this job. So yeah. do I have to do a little social engineering? Yes. Am I lying a lot of times? Yes. But this is something where like I have proven myself to like, you know, that like sometimes you just have to, to get information. Like, that's and you're, what you're doing. doing it for Sorry. good. You're doing a good thing. Like, yeah. Like, and I, it's to help other people and no, like lying to help others isn't, but I would like to get, I would like to get Chris and Drew back on the show. And I was going to say, like, is my lying? Okay. <laughs> they, no, it's your job. Like it's, it yeah. is, like if I'm throwing a surprise party, it's okay for me to lie. Like right. you're doing something that that person is going to help someone uh, else. Is helping. And, but it is, I will be honest with you. Like it is a little bit of a struggle. Like I do mm-hmm. struggle with the fact that like, 
and it's been, especially since I've been more public about my job and like on my social media platforms or whatever, and like talking about what I do and like how I kind of have to lie a little bit. It's made it a little bit more clear to me that like, yeah, I kind of, I have to deceive people sometimes to get information or whatever, but it's usually like, I know in my heart that I'm doing the right thing, but other people don't, Mm -hmm. but I have been entrusted with this license. Like that's what makes me, that's what sets me apart from like just a regular dogfish is that I I'm licensed to do this job. And this is part of the job is just kind of maybe kind of getting information any way I can. What I like about what you're saying and what I think most people who are listening to this will also agree with you're so thoughtful about every choice that you make. And you saying that being more public has made you kind of like think about, you know, oh, like reflecting on the choices I've made for my career, that kind of reflection and that kind of thoughtfulness doesn't come from people who are trying to do something bad and trying to deceive in a negative way. Like the fact that you are so conscious of being moral and doing the right thing and following the code of ethics and that you even feel uncomfortable about that. Like, I don't want you to feel uncomfortable, but also I do, because if you didn't, then you'd be maybe a problematic person. But we all have those struggles if we're like a moral person. So I think it's- But also, I would like to point out also that there are a lot of let's just call let's just say criminals for just for lack of a better term for you know there are crimes that get committed by people that cannot be proven because let's say detectives are investigating this crime but they law enforcement is bound by a certain set of Very rules limited. and so there's some evidence that they are limited to there's some evidence they can't obtain for certain reasons i am not bound by those same rules so it it's easier for me as a private investigator to get information because I can, I'm not bound by those rules. And so there's a lot of crimes that people get away with because cops just because of the laws are not able to access the evidence for whatever reason. I am not bound by those laws. So I can, you know, do things outside of what a cop can do to get more information to help catch the bad guy or whatever. And yes, sometimes that involves a criminal activity. In this case, it's dogfish or whatever, but it, it is something that, you know, I'm, you know, I'm within the law. I am within my moral compass and ethically, I I feel very sound. I sleep well at night. So good. Because how many people have you helped? Probably as many people as this guy has impregnated, which is a lot, (laughs) which is all of them. It shouldn't. I don't want to completely like shift gears, but I just remembered something that I wanted to talk to you about on our episode. And I don't know if you watched mm-hmm. it, but over the break. So to shout out to Genevieve and Catherine, two listeners and followers, because they Instagram DM'd us about a Netflix series that I watched about a dogfish. Oh, what was Bad it called? Bad Surgeon. Bad yes. Surgeon. Did you watch it? No, I heard about it. I haven't watched it yet. Will did you, you watch, watch it? it? Yeah, I did. Was it so good? Yeah, I'm like, we could do like a whole Patreon episode about it. But just in terms of like people getting away with stuff, I want your, I want to hear your perspective on how this guy like. Yeah, I'll totally watch it. I've been wanting everything. to watch that. It's really good. I, I'm not getting paid. I would love Netflix to pay us to advertise <laughs> this. But he's like a surgeon. So he's got his dupes and dogfish stuff going on in his career. Yeah. But he also has some dogfishy relationship stuff going on. So he's a double dogfish. The oh. best kind. He's, he's a it DD. He's a double D. Just dating like us, detective, dating detective, double dogfish. <laughs> Hashtag. Of a, a quadruple D. Yeah. Anyway. 
<laughs> and we're done. Good night. Thank you for listening. Also, thank you for telling that story. Man, it's juicy. Everybody wanted a juicy episode, especially after our break. So thank you and let us know what you think. Thank you for starting this year with us. Like we are, I'm really excited for this year. This is like, we haven't quite hit one year of the podcast, but this is going to be a great year for the dating detectives. And I cannot wait to connect with you guys more. And please, please share with a friend and, you know, connect us with some of your friends who might really enjoy our podcast and make sure you're sharing your stories with us. Email us, email us with, you know, whatever you have going on, or if you know someone else going Something. That has experienced something like email us. What's the what's the email address, Hannah? Investigate at the dating detectives podcast.com. Nailed it. And we're on yeah, Instagram, Dating Detectives Podcast, TikTok, we're on Facebook, Dating Detectives, all the things. Thank you guys so much for supporting us. Make sure you join the Patreon. The Patreon's only $5 a month, you guys. And it, you get a couple of bonus episodes a month. And we kind of try, we like to do these live Q&As where you can connect with it's us. So we fun. have the, the forums and you can literally chat with us one-on-one. It's really, really cool. And hopefully also we've been working on some merch ideas. So I'm excited for the next drop of merch, but Patreoners get first access to that. We don't know when that is yet, but there's a lot of benefits to being a Patreoner. And you get bragging rights because duh. So Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> and it's only five dollars. Like yeah. And I love everybody talks to each other too when episodes come out. People are like gabbing. It's so fun. Yeah, it's a cool community of friends. Like it's really, really neat. So, anyways, thank you so much. We love you. We love your support. Happy New Year. We're excited to share this year with you. And as always, trust your fan tradition. And use a damn condom. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, bye. We love you. Bye.